Good morning. The members of Faith Lutheran Church welcome you to the 8 o'clock broadcast of our worship service from the Faith Ministry Center Sanctuary. Today is the third Sunday after Pentecost. Leading the liturgy this morning is Reverend Adam Bridgman. Preaching this morning is Reverend Aaron Rosenau. We will be following Lutheran Service Book Divine Service Setting 4. To access today's worship folder online, go to our website, www.faithfoxvalley.org, and click Resources, and then Downloads. Open Worship Downloads, and click the square with the cloud for Traditional Worship Folder 06-1823. We now join the service already in progress. Good morning, everyone. Good to see you. My name is Aaron Rosenau, one of the pastors here at Faith. So good to welcome you if you're here in person or listening on the radio. We're speaking over our live stream today. So good to have you in the, in the Lord's house. Uh, happy Father's Day to our, all the fathers and grandfathers and other mentors of our lives. And I was so glad to celebrate with you on this Father's Day. Um, note that um, we're continuing a series today called Rethink. Rethink. The subtitle of that is The Lies We Believe. We're talking about the lies that we tell ourselves, the things that the world tells us that we believe that are false. So we're going to talk about that again today. Uh, and it will carry us through the whole summer as well. We're also celebrating communion, which means that we'll invite you a little bit later to come forward to receive the Lord's Supper. And what we believe about the Lord's Supper is that we are very much sinners in need of God's grace. And he gives us that grace in the very bread and the wine that we take, uh, where he gives us the body and blood of Christ in, with, and under the bread and the wine. We call that real presence. And if that's your confession too, then we invite you to join us to celebrate the Lord's Supper uh, later in our service. This is also the third weekend of the month, and third weekend of the month, we like to give away a portion of the offering that comes here. So what we call our loose plate offering, or just, you know, the, the loose dollar bills or 20s or whatever that is that is pl placed in the basket but not directed specifically to faith, we give that away. And this month, we're giving that to Camp Luther, our church body uh, uh, Runs camp three hours north of here in Three Lakes, Wisconsin, and uh, just great youth camp during the summer. They have year-round programs, but especially during the summer for, uh, for kids, and really life-changing. And we like to support them uh, with our third-week offering during the summer as well. Um, and then one last thing. In the back on the tables are some pink sheets. They have a, what's called a QR code on them. Um, one of our longtime organists here, Dolores Jacobson, who uh, plays every night for a Monday night, or every week for a Monday night worship, is uh, having hip surgery tomorrow. So she's going to be out for a little bit, but part of, um, we ha she has some need uh, for expenses that are not going to be covered by insurance, and um, so we're going to help her as a congregation from our emergency fund, and this, will, this code will direct you to um, being able to support that effort if you'd like to just contribute to our emergency fund and help to cover those expenses for Dolores and others too who um, are in need from time to time in our congregation and from our community through our emergency fund. So again, there are some, some very you know, bright pink cards in the back that um, will direct you with a QR code on how to, and there are instructions even on how to use the QR code. So um, there you go. That's the announcements I have for today. I'm going to invite you to stand as you're able. This is one of my absolute favorite hymns that we get to sing this morning. Rejoice, O Pilgrim Throng. Let's sing together. As Pastor Aaron mentioned, our opening hymn is Rejoice, O Pilgrim Throng from Lutheran Service Book number 813. Rejoice, O Pilgrim Throng. Rejoice, give thanks, and sing. Your festal banner wave on high, the cross of Christ your King. Rejoice, rejoice. Rejoice, give thanks, and sing.
and in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Our help is in the name of the Lord. Who made heaven and earth. If you, O Lord, kept a record of sins, O Lord, who could stand? But with you there is forgiveness, therefore you are feared. Since we are gathered to hear God's word, call upon him in prayer and praise and receive the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ in the fellowship of this altar. Let us first consider our unworthiness and confess before God and one another that we have sinned in thought, word, and deed, and that we cannot free ourselves from our sinful condition. Together as his people, let us take refuge in the infinite mercy of God, our Heavenly Father, seeking his grace for the sake of Christ, and saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Almighty God, have mercy upon us, forgive us our sins, and lead us to everlasting life. Amen. Nothing in all of creation can separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Almighty God in his mercy has given his son to die for you, and for his sake he forgives you all your sins. As a called and ordained servant of Christ and by his authority, I therefore forgive you all of your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks be to God. Please be seated. Our next hymn is Joyful, Joyful, Be Adore Thee from Lutheran Service Book, number 803. Joyful, joyful, we adore thee, God of glory, Lord of love. Hearts unfold like flowers before thee, praising thee, their sun above. Melt the clouds of sin and sadness, drive the gloom of doubt away. Giver of immortal gladness, fill us with the light of day. Let us pray. Lord of love, thank you for demonstrating your extravagant love through your son, Jesus, and blessing your beloved children with the hope and joy of eternal life. Help us, O Lord, by the power of the Holy Spirit to respond to every situation as St. Paul did with contentment and joy, regardless of all the externals. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. And our first reading comes from Philippians chapter 4. I rejoice greatly in the Lord that at last you have renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you have been concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. I am not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in every, any and every situation, 
whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do everything through him who gives me strength. This is the word of the Lord. I invite you to rise for our gospel. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the fifth chapter. Now when he saw the crowds, he went up on a mountainside and sat down. His disciples came to him and he began to teach them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad because great is your reward in heaven, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You know, sometimes I am amazed by what we, will, what we will allow to ruin our day. So a while back, I was just driving down the street, and as typical, driving just a little bit faster than the speed limit. Shh, don't tell, okay? But the guy behind me obviously wanted to go faster than I was going, uh, evidenced by the fact that he was riding on my bumper. Well, then I committed the ultimate offense. I slowed down to make a turn. And not even a left turn, right, which would have made me wait for the traffic, the oncoming traffic, and hold up everyone behind me, but I was making a right turn. All I did was slow down to make a right turn, and the guy behind, it must have ruined his day. I was watching the rearview mirror as the guy was raising his fist at me. Angry. I thought, it's really amazing what we will allow to ruin our day. So I was reading about a, a counselor who had a teenage client. This young man was particularly obsessive about having things go his way. If it didn't all go his way, he could not have a good day. So the counselor asked him to write down a list. What would it take what would have to happen for you to have a good day? So he wrote down a list. Here are just some of the things on his list. Wake up to my favorite music playing on the alarm clock radio. Wear my favorite shirt and shoes. Don't have to eat anything I don't like for breakfast. Get to sit in the back of the school bus. All my friends are nice to me all day. Get to go skateboarding at the end of the day. No homework. <laughs> Get to play my favorite video games all evening. Get to go to bed when I want. Parents don't bug me about doing chores or keeping my room clean. Right? Now, that's just part of the list, but the, the counselor says the list was so long and, uh, and, and detailed that it was literally impossible for him to get all those things to happen in a day. So what that meant was that he never 
had a good day. Something was always spoiling his day. Now, I dare say we all have similar lists, though typically not actually written down. I mean, I'd like to hit all green lights, right? (laughs) I'd like to have no unexpected interruptions in my day. No yawning during sermons, right? those (laughs) Those are things I would like to have. But if those things don't happen, I try not to let them ruin my day. As if they were the worst things that could possibly happen in my day. Now, I mentioned at the beginning of worship that we are continuing this series called Rethink the Lies That We Believe. Today, we actually have the lie has two parts. Number one, I can't be happy unless things go my way. I can't be happy unless things go my way. Now, be honest, is this you? You know? Can you only be happy if everything is just right through your day? So if your car breaks down or the service is slow at the restaurant or a friend is 10 minutes late in meeting up with you, is it just, do you roll with it? Or does sort of, that attitude sound a lot like the R.E.M. song, it's the end of the world as we know it, you know, something like that. Uh, One of my favorite teachers always liked to say, Nothing is the end of the world except the end of the world. (laughs) But, oh, we try to make a lot of things pretty equivalent to Armageddon, right? And just some of the smallest things, too. I'll tell you, this is actually the, the death of a lot of marriages. Far too many couples never make the transition from me to we. It's always this, this individual, two individuals trying to get along, each with their own preferences, competing for who's going to be right and who gets their way. When in reality, marriage needs to be we. Teamwork, compromise, and a lot of mutual sacrifice. You want to know what I tell every couple when they tell me they want to get married? First thing I tell every couple says, well, I want to get married. Let's do some premarital counseling. Sitting down in my office and I say to them, don't do it. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, seriously. Seriously, I tell them, do not get married. Unless. Do not get married unless you are willing to look at the other person and say, I am ready to serve you for the rest of my life. Because that's what it takes. Marriage is not about you. It's about serving the other. The problem is in a lot of marriages, we get this completely backwards. And we make it about me instead of about my wife. Marriage is not for you. It's the other. Now, the same works with teams, with workplaces, and governments. When you have everyone insisting on their own way, things implode. And we actually turn things around and get people serving one another. It's remarkable the things that happen. So the first lie is I can't be happy unless things go my way. The second lie really kind of takes this to another unhealthy level, and it sounds like this. If I am unhappy, it's someone else's fault. If I'm unhappy, it's someone else's fault. How often have you said something like, you are making me angry? (laughs) How many of you want to hide right now, (laughs) right? You're making me so mad. You know, that is actually not true. No one can make you mad or sad or anything else. No one controls your emotions. You hardly control your emotions, right? Someone else isn't doing it. 
There are things that happen to us outside of ourselves, events, comments, someone else's actions, but none of these things can dictate our reactions. Let me say that again. None of those things external to us can dictate our reactions. That something external might be a trigger, and we need to know what triggers us, but it does not make me respond to what I, you know, the way that I do. No one makes me respond this way. When I say you're making me angry, it's shifting blame. I'm shifting blame from my thoughts and my feelings and the way that I react. The same way that Adam pointed to <laughs> the, the woman that God placed with him, Eve, and said, the woman you put here with me gave me some of the fruit from the tree and I ate it, right? We start to shift that blame to somebody else instead of ourselves. Think about it this way. Let's say you have, uh, you have 10 friends that you call up on the phone to ask for a donation to your favorite charity. I know some of you are thinking, oh, I'd rather die than ask people for money, but just say you call 10 people and ask them to donate to your favorite charity because you're really passionate about it, and you call 10 people, same ask. Four people hang up on you. Three of your friends politely tell you they don't want to contribute. And three of your friends gladly give. All 10 got the same phone call, same pitch, same ask, three different reactions. Now, are you to blame for their reactions? Are you controlling how they respond to your ask? No, you had the same ask and three different reactions. The reactions are more about them, who they are, their experiences, their past, their desires. It's not about you. Same is true for whatever someone else says or does in your presence. They're not responsible for the way that you react. Your reaction is in you. My favorite evidence in all this is the book of Philippians in the New Testament. Philippians is a letter written by Paul. One of the, the letter's most famous lines is in chapter 4, verse 4. You can remember that, Philippians 4.4. 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say it, rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord, what? Always. Rejoice. That, that actually is the theme of this letter. Joy. Paul starts off his letter this way. I thank my God every time I remember you in all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy. Now the fact that joy so saturates this letter of Philippians is surprising for at least two reasons. The first reason that it's surprising that joy saturates Philippians is that Paul was writing the letter of Philippians while he was in prison. And not in prison because he did something wrong, just he was in prison because he was preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. And he was captured and accused of disturbing the peace just for preaching Jesus. He was put on trial and all kinds of people came with false evidence and false testimony. It was not looking good for Paul. But Paul was a Roman citizen. And as a Roman citizen, he had the right to appeal directly to the Roman emperor himself, to Caesar. And so Paul did. He appealed to Caesar. Now, in order to do that, he had to be taken to Rome. On his way to Rome, through the Mediterranean Sea, they experienced a great storm that took out the ship. He was shipwrecked on an island. Then when he got to Rome... He didn't know whether he was going to be released from prison. 
or if he was going to be executed as an enemy of the state. He just didn't know. could go either way. So Paul's in chains for Christ. It's not looking good for him. And yet he says, rejoice in the Lord. Not when things are going your way, right? Not rejoice in the Lord when everyone's cooperative and life is firing on all cylinders. Right? No, rejoice in the Lord always. And in case you missed it, Paul says, and I'll say it again, rejoice. Now, the second reason that joy is just, you know, saturating the book of Philippians is so surprising is the fact that he's writing to the Philippians. If you know the story, Acts chapter 16 tells us when Paul and his missionary partner Silas were in Philippi, they were in prison there too. There's a different, different imprisonment, but this time, you know, this was no, like, imprisonment that was just sort of a vacation, kind of, oh, they're going to put me in a jail cell. No, before they put him in the jail cell, they flogged him severely, Paul and Silas. So, not only are they thrown in jail, they're thrown in the inner cell, which is sort of like a maximum security kind of thing, and their feet are pressed into stocks. Here's the remarkable thing. That night, as they're sitting in prison for just preaching Jesus, no doubt thrown onto the dirt floor despite open wounds and their backs and their upper legs burning in pain from the rawness of the severe flogging, locked in an uncomfortable position and with feet in, their, feet in the stocks, no idea how long they're going to stay you know, this is before fair and speedy trials. That same night, despite all that, Paul and Silas started singing hymns of praise to God. And the other prisoners are hearing them sing from the inner cell praises to Jesus. Oh, Paul and Silas could have blamed the jailers and grumbled and mourned and moaned about their mistreatment, played the victim, let loose a torrent of anger-induced profanity or something, you know. But instead, they chose joy. They chose joy. Now, God chose Paul and Silas to be his very own. And then Paul and Silas chose to live out their identity as chosen by God. Their response of joy in the face of pain and hatred said something about who they are. Children of God. As Paul says in Romans chapter 8, nothing can separate us from the love of God that's in Christ Jesus. Nothing. They belong to Jesus, Paul and Silas. And there, there is a, a joy in them in knowing Jesus that just flowed out in them. Uh, because Christ lives, and Paul says this in Romans chapter 6, we, we know that since Christ was raised from the dead, he cannot die. Death has no mastery over him. And the death he died, he died for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. Now, because Christ lives... Paul could say, I also will live forever. No matter what happens, they can kill me. I'm still going to live. And so he was able to endure a lot. Paul actually lists in 2 Corinthians 11. He lists a whole bunch of things he had to endure just preaching Jesus. He says, five times I received from the Jews 40 lashes minus one. The Jews believe that if you lashed someone 40 times, you would kill them. And so they'd hold one back. So it's like, just nearly kill you, but not exactly. He says, five times I endured this, 40 lashes minus one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was pelted with stones. Three times I was shipwrecked. I spent a night and a day in the open sea. I've been constantly on the move. 
I've been in danger from rivers, in danger from bandits, in danger from my fellow Jews, in danger from Gentiles, in danger in the city, in danger in the country, in danger at sea, in danger from false believers. I've labored and been without sleep. I've known hunger and thirst and gone without food, cold and naked. You get it, right? Not everything's going his way. But Paul is not believing the lie that he can't be happy unless things go his way. I know what it is to be in need. I know what it is to to have plenty, Paul says in Philippians 4. But I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all things through him, the one who gives me strength, who's Christ. Paul, I think, believed and lived Psalm 118, verse 6. This is Psalm 118, verse 6. The Lord is with me. I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? What are you letting ruin your day? What is they say, don't sweat the small stuff? And don't sweat the big stuff either. <laughs> it's just, no matter what happens, you can still have the same joy Paul had. Confident joy. I am victorious in Christ. He is with me. What can anybody do to me? Don't let what others do control you. Live in the joy and the victory in Christ. Christ has chosen you. Now choose joy, whatever the situation. Amen? Amen. Would you stand with me as we join together in speaking in confidence and boldness? Our faith as summarized in the Nicene Creed, we join together. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible. And in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten and not made, being one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man. And was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. And the third day he rose again, according to the scriptures, and ascended into heaven, and sits at the right hand of the Father. And he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead. His kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshiped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Gathered in the name of Jesus, let us turn to our Father in heaven and pray for all people according to their needs trusting that he will hear us and answer us according to his gracious will. Almighty God, through your only beloved Son, our Redeemer and Savior, you commanded us to love our enemies, to do good to those who hate us, and to pray for those who persecute us. Jesus said, I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your Father. By your Spirit, Lead our enemies to true repentance and help us to forgive those who have wronged us and love and those we love. Lord, in your mercy. Almighty God, you desire all your children to return home to you and ask us to witness to others in the name of Jesus. Jesus said, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. By your spirit, turn the lost from their false gods and help us to be your ambassadors of love and forgiveness. 
through our acts of humble service. Lord, in your mercy. Almighty God, you desire us to live in peace and harmony with one another, especially within our families. St. Paul said, love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, it does not dishonor others, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angry, it keeps no record of wrongs. By your Spirit, bless our homes, our family relationships, and our marriages, and keep them strong so that they may reflect Christian love to others and magnify your holy name. Lord, in your mercy. Almighty God, in this earthly life, we sometimes endure hardship and pain, but you have given us a Savior, Jesus Christ, who loves us and asks us to come to him and find peace and strength. Jesus said, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your soul. By your Spirit, look with favor upon the suffering and grant them comfort and healing according to your good and gracious will. Especially in our prayers this morning, remember Dolores Jacobson, who will be having surgery this week. Joan Mueller, who is placed on hospice care. Shirley Schrader and Bob Zulsdorf, who is also on hospice care. We ask you to be with them, uh, to heal them according to your good and gracious will and keep them strong in body, mind, and spirit. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, we give you thanks and praise for those for the gift of marriage, for those that have made promises with you at the center of their lives, for 35 years of marriage for Brian and Jennifer Zager, for 65 years for Larry and Darlene Peterson. We ask you to be with them and strengthen their marriage and give them many more years together. And Heavenly Father, we ask you to be with the Lutheran Women's Missionary League as for their upcoming convention uh, they've dedicated their time and talents to furthering the gospel for, with that organization. We just ask that you be with them as they meet together and share each other's experiences and your word with one another. We just ask you, we give, them, give you thanks for what they do and to be with them at that convention. We also give you thanks and praise for dads. Lord, we are, thank you so much for you, our Heavenly Father, and the earthly fathers that you have placed in our lives that have uh, been there for us and continue to raise their kids and hopefully uh, raise their kids in the knowledge of you and the strength that you provide in living in your forgiveness. Oh, Lord, into your hands we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy, O oh, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Please be seated. And at this time, as we collect our offerings, we just want to remind you how grateful we are for your givings and your offerings that further our spread of the gospel here at Faith Lutheran Church. This morning's offering hymn is O Jesus, King Most Wonderful from Lutheran Service Book 554. O Jesus, King most wonderful, O conqueror renowned, O source of peace ineffable, in whom all joys are found.
Merciful Father, we offer with joy and thanksgiving what you have first given us. Ourselves, our time, and our possessions, signs of your gracious love. Receive them for the sake of him who offered himself for us, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give him thanks and praise. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, O Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Everlasting God, for the countless blessings you so freely bestow on us and all creation. Above all, we give thanks for your boundless love shown to us when you sent your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, into our flesh and laid on him our sin, giving him into death that we might not die eternally because he is now risen from the dead and lives and reigns to all eternity. All who believe in him will overcome sin and death and will rise again to new life. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing. Remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. And our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And after he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take and eat. This is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup. And after he had given thanks, he gave it to the disciples, and he said, Take and drink of it, all of you. This is the new covenant of my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you. And also with you. And take a moment to share God's peace with those around you. The people of the congregation are greeting one another in the name of the Lord, saying, Peace be with you as a sign of reconciliation and of the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. May the peace of the Lord also be with those of you in our streaming and radio listening audiences.
first communion hymn is Soul, Adorn Yourself with Gladness from Lutheran Service Book 636.
Now may the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ strengthen and preserve you in body and soul into life everlasting. Depart in peace. Let us pray. Gracious God, our Heavenly Father, you have given us a foretaste of the feast to come and the Holy Supper of your Son's body and blood. Keep, Keep us, us firm in true faith throughout our days of pilgrimage, that on the day of his coming, we may together with all your saints celebrate the marriage feast of the Lamb in his kingdom, which has no end. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, Now the Lord bless and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you his peace. Amen. Our closing hymn today is On What Has Now Been Sown from Lutheran Service Book 921. On what has now been sown, thy blessing, Lord, bestow. The power is thine alone to make it sprout and grow. Do thou in grace the harvest raise, and thou alone shalt have the praise. Thank you for joining us for today's worship service from the Faith Ministry Center of Faith Lutheran Church. All the members of Faith Lutheran Church invite you to join us for any of our worship services. We would enjoy sharing the time with you. For Ministry Center locations, worship and education times, please visit our website at www.faithboxvalley.org or call the church office at 920-739-9191. Any communication regarding this broadcast can be directed to Stephen Moore, Director of Worship Arts, Faith Lutheran Church, 601 East Glendale Avenue, Appleton, Wisconsin, 54911. Until we meet again, may the Lord bring you peace.